A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. What's up, signers? Before we get into this week's episode, we've got reviews to read. If you are not aware, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on air. It might take us a minute, but we promise we'll do it. Uh, This is a great place to put your questions, your comments, your criticisms, uh, and just tell us what you like and don't like. We love hearing from you. It makes us feel great, and it also helps new people find us. So let's read some reviews. This first one comes to us from Astrohead. And it's entitled Aqua Cap Cap. Hey guys, y'all are hilarious. I moved to Hawaii and you were on your second episode. And now I'm in San Diego, still listening and learning. Torians are still my all-time fave and Sagittarians really light my fire. But what I am really here to say is that we really, really all need to make a decision to stop buying from Amazon, Whole Foods, Kindle, whatever else he owns. Oh, dang. That's true. In 2020, Amazon profits doubled from 10-ish to 20-ish billion dollars. In 2021, second quarter sales are 113 billion. Jesus. Uh, In December of 2020, Amazon received 3.7 billion in taxpayer subsidies. We are literally enslaving ourselves to Amazon. Please, please, please think about how and where you spend your money, the companies and media you give your time and attention to. We just paid for Jeff Bezos to go to space. Meanwhile, we get our vitamins shipped by him, our boots from him, our books read to us by him. We all know Amazon is terrible to their employees, specifically their warehouse and delivery drivers with their unrealistic hours, impediment to the union and lack of promotion from within the company for the rest of August. Sorry, like we said, this takes us a minute. Uh, Boycott Amazon, Whole Foods and Kindle. I don't know if you can boycott Kindle, LOL. And if you're so fucking spoke Stoked to support your community instead, then stop buying from Amazon for the whole year. Cancel your membership. Nobody watches Prime anyway. We have to start changing how we operate in this world. Power to the people. All right. Damn. We we heard you, but we do have the show recapping (laughs) Amazon Prime videos, so I don't feel like I have anything to comment. Yeah, sadly, I mean, I do believe they are separate entities, and I will say buy local when you can, because that's always great to shop small. But hey, this is your review space, and yeah, uh, feel free to click on that YouTube. I don't think it gives them any money at all. So you I don't know, think so. I feel really, free to yeah, check us out on YouTube. Yeah, but um, uh, love Aqua Cap Cap is very correct right there. Yes, true, what a, true, true. Living it up. Thank you so much for listening and and writing in. Okay, so this next review, we have to make a. Uh, we're we're searching for Alex and exclamation exclamation point. point. The pod or the pod review title was literally my favorite pod for years, and they wrote this amazing long great review. They're a Leah Rising Gemini Sun 
Scorpio moon, but they accidentally put one star and it's not one of those like they wrote a bunch of nice things and then said left something mean for the end. It's a very lovely review, but please come back and change it to five and we'll read it. So this is a call to Alex and please change your Alex, review. We, we can tell you. it was a mistake. Look, a Gemini son, you're you got a lot of to say, a lot of busy trigger thumb fingers. So come back and uh, change that to five, please. Okay, next up is I have back pain from I have back pain. Is this my fiance? Um, the title is Love This Podcast. Is horrible sciatica. Okay, I am writing this review with my best friend Allie. We both love your show and would love some information on why we get along so well. Ooh, I love. I, I can see these two in the chat. I'm a Cap Sun Scorpio Moon Gemini Rising, and Allie is a Libra Sun Scorpio Moon Sag Rising. Okay. We were best friends from the jump and I need to understand why. Thank you in advance. Heart, pink heart emojis. Okay. I mean, I mean well, this, hello. This feels very easy. I mean, <laughs> your, your rising signs are sextile and you both have Scorpio moons. And I think that that like, uh, I mean, well, the rising, rising signs are, are, rising they're are oppositions. Opposite. Yeah. But I, I am a firm believer that uh Sag and Gemini are the easiest polarity to get along with each other. Like they do, you just... They both just have to let each other go off and it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I think that Scorpio moon too. And I also think that your son's being square, at least by sign, we don't know degrees and all this too, is like, you understand you have the same big three combination. It's not the same signs, but you understand each other's the the way that your equation works and it's again, it's, it's a little bit of a different combination, but I think they really are pretty similar in terms of, uh, I don't know, and en energetics or whatever, if we're looking at like these, these belong in the same collection, if you will, if we're talking about like a fashion line. Honestly, totally. couldn't have said it better myself, to be honest with you. I feel like it was a correct assessment there from Julia. Yeah. I mean, you got that moon connection. Hello. Like you both are as wild and buck as the other as the other one and i'm sure i'm sure your true partners in crimes i don't know if you ever seen the movie daisies i could see all doing like pranks together and like being like those those babes are like thanks for the drinks he 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 and like running you know like running away like it just, it just sounds fun yeah they all are fun yeah love this friendship love back this. at I you ship, five ship, stars ship this friendship hardcore <laughs> well before i read maybe my favorite review of all time. And I will say, I don't like to choose between my children, but this one <laughs> is particularly special to me. Um, I wanted to mention that, you know, if we're, we're in about August. So if you think we've missed you or we haven't read yours or something, we use a website called Chartable and we're not exactly sure how they order things. We try to make sure that we're checking them all off. But if you think we've missed you, please contact us and yeah, let us yes. know. We promise it wasn't on purpose. We love, we love your reviews and we want to read them. This is, that's our, our end of the deal. So you could yeah. technically resubmit it too, but if you know, we have read it, don't resubmit if you know, we've read it, unless you're updating with even more positivities or something fresh, but yeah, either DM us, email us or submit it again. And please don't mess with us. There's only three of us. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Don't fucking. Fuck we mean with this. Us. We're very sincere about this. So please, we're, we're getting old, you guys. Yeah. You really can't mess around. We're at the old beach. I, I emotionally can't take it. So <laughs> reviews are the old beach. Okay. What is this amazing this review? Next review comes from B underscore Conrad and it's titled Pasta Sauce Tip Italian yes. Cancer here. So upon hearing Lisa's journey for the perfect red sauce, I thought I would share some things that have worked for me. I hope this helps. I use a white wine and butter reduction with sauteed onion and garlic before adding the tomatoes. So the sauce has an aromatic quality to it and add a whole lemon to the sauce, depending on how much I'm making. I found that the key ingredient that has made a huge difference in my sauce recipe is the liberal use of fennel seeds because it cuts mm. through the acidity of the tomato and mimics some of the flavors of the lemon. Finally, this may be a disputed practice in sauce making, LOL, but I always add a spoonful of 
spoonful or two of the water that the pasta was cooked in because as the starch is cooked down from the pasta, it creates a nice binder for the sauce that helps bring everything together. That was a bit long-winded, but thank you, thank you, thank you for your work on this podcast. You are helping this Cancer Sun, Taurus Moon, Aries Rising understand my needle chart better each episode. Thank you. I wow. do Ooh. use water. I too, I have been doing red wine, so I'm going to try white. Thank you very much. I too make an aromatic reduction, but a whole lemon. I'm wondering if you're slicing, you don't need to respond. I'm going to try a bunch <laughs> of different ways. I'm wondering if you're slicing like in half and putting like, you know, two halves in, if you're squeezing a whole lemon, are we just like, you know, letting it mm-hmm. boil and pulling out a whole entire lemon? Like, I can't wait to give some of these tips a try. And fennel seeds, thank you. I'm so excited yeah. to try. Wow. Fennel's that great. was great ad. Gor- gorgeous. Um, and also makes sense with that chart too. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I, I truly am like, I got to screen cap this. So thank mm-hmm. you. Right? Yeah, Amazing. this is a good, Amazing. perfect review. You so have everyone yet- follow suit, okay? Yeah. Please give us your cooking tips too. We will... Um, we will take them. them with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, just hot Italian cancer. You had me there. I mean, <laughs> say no more. I'm sold. Okay. Mama Mia. Uh, Mama Mia. Indeed. Uh, this next review comes from me.mart5 and it is entitled Sag Leo Sag with way too many second house placements. Uh, I've gotten super into astrology recently, kind of obsessed with trying to figure out why I am the way I am and why the people in my life are the way they are. I literally want to know everybody's signs now, LOL. This podcast has been such a fun way to get into more technical aspects of it all. And Stevie, Julia, and Lisa are very funny and charismatic hosts. I'm a Sagittarius, Leo Sagittarius, lots of fire, I know. And I've got this working theory that there may be some correlation between Sagittarius people and ADHD. I have ADHD myself and a lot of other Sages I know have it too. The whole quick moving thing, can't settle down, lack of filter, got to get to the next thing. Brain moves faster than mouth energy of Sagittarius is very wrapped up in my ADHD too. I just think it's kind of interesting. One more thing. I've got hella second house placements. Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune are all in my second house. How could I possibly relate to all five of these placements when they're all so different? It kind of bums me out because I don't think of money as much as my chart seems to indicate. I low-key wish I had more of these placements in other houses that I could relate to. Anyways, great work, ladies. I love the podcast, and it's been great in my astrology journey. Keep it up. OG uh, emoticon smiley face. Damn. Well, Lots to chew on here. Well, me, Mart, as a fellow uh, Sag with ADD, um, I have I have no, uh, I have nothing to dispute. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, full disclosure, obviously, like medical, mental health, et cetera. Can is there a, a, a pinpoint in the chart or is there parts of the chart that can kind of give us info of how someone maybe who has hep, who has ADHD, who also happens to be a Sag processes having ADHD? I, you know, I've got I'm holding court here. I make just, you know, saying, is it causation or correlation, what have you? But it is interesting to think. And I think if it helps you process your diagnosis, then that's dope. And I will say, you're not the first person I've heard with tons of second house placements who are like, but I don't care about money. It's like, well, maybe, honey, the stars are begging you to, to give a shit for like two whole seconds or at least like get your set. I, I think the second house does get wrapped up with money, but it's also your skills. It's how you're supporting yourself. It's how you're keeping yourself alive, essentially. So I think, I know you're a free will and fire sign. I'm guessing all these things are in Capricorn. So yeah, yeah. sometimes we also have to take care of ourselves. So that's okay. Also, we don't have to be like money hungry, you know, capitalists, but we do need to like plan for the future in a very cap sort of way. You also have Neptune and Uranus there. So, I mean, that's that like conflict. Yeah, they don't want to do that shit. Yeah, those are, (laughs) I think that also like caring about money, not literal money necessarily, but what does that represent to you? What does, what is secure? What is like substantial and and, uh, lasting and those sorts of things? I think, I think that money, um, we're never talking, it's like sex or something else where it's like, we're very rarely talking about money itself when we're talking about it. We're talking about these other associations. So what does that, I think there's like the money, whatever money you have in your head might not be actually how you feel about money. Does that make sense? I also have a friend who was recently diagnosed with ADHD and 
they have been posting a lot of things about the way they were diagnosed and it's just not as like there isn't always one way that mental illness presents itself so if you're another sign and you're sitting here thinking like oh well I have this thing or you know whatever it's like good go get it checked out if you, if this like sparks interest for you and your mental health like go get it checked out because not everything not every person reacts to their mental illness the same way if that makes sense yes I have a hot recommendation too. Um, I love the book. You mean I'm not lazy, stupid, or crazy. Um, I do not have the author, but it is, uh, if you have ADD, no matter what your sign is or ADHD, I always say ADD. I'm sorry. Um, it's a godsend. Uh, so hardcore recommend the title is you mean I'm not lazy, stupid, or crazy. Hell yeah. Um, and then your last review comes from LHGGCI and it, the title is a very slept on podcast. Listen now, are we slept on? Okay. Um, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> this is your wake up call. I never thought this show would be so I must listen till the end, but every time it ends, I'm always somehow surprised and disappointed. It's such a great, easy listen show informative, but not too teachy. It just flows really well. Lovely gals to listen to. So glad you are here, ladies. Okay. That is a very high podcast compliment. Cause that feeling when a podcast ends and you're sad is like, is the best compliment. Cause I know that yes. that feeling with pause that I just like love where you're like, you listen to old episodes or like, you're just like, no, continue to talk. So thank you. That was a great, also a great great reviews everyone yeah thank, thank you, you so, much. so much yeah understood the assignments all of you and those who haven't turned in your homework why well, i think about submitting a five-star review yeah, yeah. We, it makes us feel good it helps people find us and we love to hear from you we do this show so you enjoy listening it to it so uh if there's episode topics you want to talk about if there's things you like things you'd like us to do differently share because we we want you to like this show um so thank you for true, true. yeah <laughs> th thank you for sharing with us uh and thank you for listening we love you enjoy this week's episode Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Logan. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the patient correction of this podcast. Oh. The, the what correction? Patient? Patient. Patient. Correction. Correction. Now, I thought you were like thinking of like a hospital patient, oh, like, like a, a patient, patient correction. I'm going to correct this patient. <laughs> hey, this is nurse Lisa from patient corrections. And we got some bad, we got some bad patients on our hand. This it's is turning like bad. A, a naughty nurse <laughs> fantasy. Sorry. I was thinking when you said patient corrections, that um, this was an instance where you had to call someone and say that you gave the wrong medical treatment, like <laughs> patient correction. No, um, we gave you medicine that was actually, yeah, it was actually for Steve, not Steen. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cla classic. classic. I mean, well, um, I mean, Mercury retrograde can't happen. Wouldn't I be shocked. If it were happening, this would be the time when it would. Anyone, anyone feeling a uh, shadow? We're talking about what's let's, let's talk. Yeah, let's, let's jump just in. get into it. I, uh, I've got a lot of shadow reports, a lot of shadow reports, a oh, lot yeah. of my friend, Brendan Cooney, who I talk about incessantly is my only male friend. Um, <laughs> I, hey, when you got one, you have to, that's the only, you know, that's a, it's a pride and joy. It's like, who are you? Who is this man? He may not want me to say this on the podcast, but he's quarantining in a hotel um, oh. not, not because he's sick, but because, um, he just needs to do that for right now. I don't want to tell anyone yeah. stuff. Um, and so the hotel 
fire fire alarm went off last night for hours because <laughs> we were all making fun of him but oh you're living the life over there aren't you and he we went to brunch because you know we wanted to go hang out near his hotel and uh yeah, he had to be up for hours while the fire alarm went off. So, no. oh my God. Yeah. Torture, torturous, a, a ringing alarm, like a car. Oh, we have neighbors where like their car alarm goes off like every day. Uh, and you're like, can you get this under control? Like, you, I, something's doing this. So, and be, be nearby. They can't. That's the truth, I think. Cause I have one too. <laughs> and it's the same neighbor that takes the one part, they park it so that they're, the other people can they like there's one parking space it's clearly two but if you park in the middle you can wait then you can save it so they stay it's the same neighbor and i figured out it took me like two years of living here to figure out that like they they can't really move their car like it's not they're not like a dick it's just that like they really can't move their car like it's not operable and that they literally cannot move it it i mean they move it across the street and stuff but it's not like they can't like drive it it's not like they don't take it anywhere and that's the car that alarm goes off. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't think that they have money to fix it. Yeah. 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 I think my shadow has been, and I, I, I did, I did write up little questions for everyone's mm-hmm. rising for each house. They'll be going through. Maybe we can save those for, for the end. Stay tuned. But I'm just having real, so very in very Libra fashion, like what I socially want to do and what I practically should do and trying to find the, that balance, that middle. And I mean, there's going to be a lot of take a shot Libra keywords, but yeah, even like moving, I was supposed to move kind of soon, but then now there's things happening in early next year that actually maybe I should wait for it. Like, it's just like a lot to think it's like very chess. Like right now it's like considering stuff and it's all really rooted in my where I'm at, like where I'm like, where I'm laying my head. So, um, in that, in that sort of like, oh, I'm here where I'm at right now. So I should sort this out. So it works for what I'm doing right now. Cause I think I had this exit. I was like, exit, exit. I'm going to exit strategy. And now the exit strategy is not really there. So now how do we not just, I think I was in power through mode. I'm like, okay, now I'm in staying mode, but now, now you're I need a patient f- correcting mode. I'm in yeah. patient correction say? mode. So now I have to like exist in, in my home space in like a different sort of way, which is good. I actually like, I've got, I have proactive solutions. I have idea. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to do it in the same old way that I was doing it for the last few months. So I'm excited to like try new things that aren't too radically new. Cause I was still retrograde time, but different seeing it from a different perspective yeah yeah I feel um I feel like I'm starting to see shadow stuff not like shadowy I've been I think I'm sure I've talked about it on here that just had so much 12th house stuff going on that everything has felt like a long not shadow period per se but now I'm starting to have like my phone isn't updating and this sort of thing and this mercury retrograde is going to be in my first house and so I have been kind of bracing myself and like where it's like oh I I need to be prepared if I'm the problem or whatever, like, or like, I'm the one that I'm always prepared for some, everyone else to be having issues. So I'm always coming in to be like understanding and be ready to, um, you know, work extra or something like that, because I know that someone's car might break down or that sort of thing. And now I'm kind of like, oh, what if it's your not car? I'm like, cause I've done my car stuff and that, but it's like, how, how are you going to feel? And are you going to be able to be the same understanding and chill if it's your stuff or like you are the the cause of these delays and can you, how do you, yeah. How do you do that? You're going to love your forecast, Julia. Man, we're already hitting it. We're already hitting on some shit. Yeah. I think too, with the first house, like I know that often when we talk about, you know, something being in, you know, transiting that house or retrograding there or whatever I think we feel like you know the first house is the physical body as well and I think we shy away from that because mm-hmm. I think we always think it means something's gonna happen to you or like that you're gonna get hurt or something and I was listening recently uh to the astrology podcast the breakdown of, of Mars and like they're kind of talking about it as being you know it's it's it more energy stuff 
So it's not necessarily like, oh yeah, of course, like if you don't eat, you don't have energy. Or if like, if you don't, if you drink coffee every day and you don't today, you don't have energy. Like, of course that feels like a kind of brain foggy retrograde thing. It doesn't mean that your physical body is not, it's just being in tune with like what we need to take care of and how we care for our energy. Yeah. And not, not our like aura energy, but like our, our, do I need physical. to more? Do I need to like, yeah, watch less TV or not take my phone into bed or what are the things that can like preserve that? I just literally had this conversation before starting this episode with Steve about, oh, I was like, oh, I always forget that if I'm exercising, I have to be really conscious about eating like you're eating to fuel your body because I go hard and I, I like use up all of my energy in the morning. So by six o'clock when my part of my day is just starting or like a really important part of my day has to go, this podcast has to be like, I need energy for that. So I can't, I can't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's also about the type of energy that we're, you know, I mean, for me, coffee sets me off. Like I'll be off the rails, which is great if you're going into like a fun pitch meeting or like a brainstorm or something like that's great, a great type of energy. But some days like it's someone else's turn to talk. And like, that's a fucking decaf day for me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause I will interrupt and I'll be like, you know, annoying during your pitch and I'll, Oh, we should do this. And like, Oh, make it a Libra thing. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, shut up, you know? So I think mm-hmm. the type of energy is important too. Like sometimes you feel like, Oh, I just want to eat this bowl of Mac and cheese. That's great. That mm-hmm. that's going to make you feel good. That's good energy. Sometimes you want to have a handful of almonds, like good, good for you. You know, I think too, because all of the mercury retrogrades this year are happening in air signs. This is our last one of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, we did and, it folks. Yeah, we did yeah. it. Christmas. We did it. Nice gifts for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's still some stuff that's going to be happening in the fall, sure. but I'm sure. you know, yeah. but this won't be, this won't be the thing, but I also feel like it is very, um, because we've had such a physically and literally difficult year, uh, that it is a lot of ideas and not, not to say that they, that isn't any less frustrating. I think that can be more frustrating sometimes because it is also those things that feel like you don't have to deal with them, that you can keep putting them off because it's just a, it's a conceptual theoretical kind of thing or whatever. Like, yeah, I know I should. I know I should speak up more in meetings or something like that. I think this is the time, like that's an idea, but that also causes you a lot of physical frustration and probably causes you to take things out on people that you aren't aware of or whatever. Like it, it's there to me, this is a very much about ideas or about ways of thinking, but those also we're going to see how much actual um, impact that has too. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I like on my notes, I wrote patience and correction down a lot is because I think that we are going to be getting like information, misinformation, more information. Like, I think, I think with Libra, there is that kind of, they're, they're, they are information seekers. They are like polling people. They are, you know, so I think like, just any sort of thing where it's like, oh, we got this, the news for today. And like, imagine, can you believe this thing happened? And then it's like, well, this is my side of the story. Well, this is what really happened. Well, this is this. And it's like taking everything slow and with a grain of salt, because we are going to be have to going back with that red marker and like finding the facts and saying, underlining this and like capitalizing this, because some of the things, everything that comes out is not going to be perfectly laid out in all the facts and all the correct ways. And I'm not saying to distrust media or the vaccine or anything like that. I'm just saying like socially during this time, when someone sends you a thing, that's like, Hey, like some, do you want to come to my house or whatever? They're going to change the time. You're going to get another text the next day that says, actually, can we make it seven or whatever? So keep that in, in your mind. Mm-hmm. I think like so far, you know, early, as we move towards the second half of the Zodiac, right into, you know, past in past the autumnal equinox into Libra and then Scorpio, et cetera, seasons. I always forget how, yeah, like spring and summer is so like me, I go, and especially coming 
you know, still in, but coming out more socially in this pandemic, I feel like there was like a lot of frustration of like this. And I just want to do the things I do. And now we've been playing again with others for a while, which is back to Libra stuff. And something I just kept going to is I feel like since Libras can see all sides in in that way, that can be frustrating to people where they're really taking their time and meditating and, and really considering the, the outcomes and options. I think this is a great retrograde time to go. Is it me <laughs> also? Cause I think Libra can do that too, where it's not just oh that person and this job and this city and this, this it's like, well, maybe it's a little bit, what do we have to do in this equation? What do we have to do in this matter? And, and it doesn't mean that we all now have to take every ounce of blame, but I think there it's so, I, I think about this like all the time with my Libra therapist, it's like, it's so freeing to be wrong. And it's so freeing to go yes. back, like what you're saying, that patience and correction. It's so great to go. Actually, that was, I used to feel this way and I don't anymore, or this was a, a, something I really value, but I think I'm growing out of it. Or this is what's really becoming important to me. And actually I was kind of a bitch then. now that I'm thinking like, it's, it's okay. Like it's also that Libra air Venus of like being nice to yourself. We are all, you know, little demons at the end of the day. So we're just trying. So just remember to acknowledge our demonhood and, you know, try to be, try to give out kindness and, and angel energy, but also knowing that we are demons that are, we're both. That's Libra. We're, we're just fucking both. We're all gay Teletubby demons. Yes. Hey, yes. oh my God. The Teletubbies have really, I've been tagged in so much Teletubby content today. It is just like, just off the charts. Everyone knows that I've, I've wanted to be Poe for Halloween for maybe like 12 years. And I think I'm just gonna have to go as a solo Poe. Oh my God. One of the one of well, these days, I, but that's kind of sad. Uh, is, I, where, which one's the yellow one? I would dipsy. do that one. I would be dipsy. No, excuse me, that's Lala. Lala. Okay. See, I, see, I like T- Lala too. I think is my favorite. What are their cut? Co- this is what I asked Lala. Ari. What their what their colors are? Lala is yellow. Okay. Dipsy is green. Tinky Winky is iconic. I want dipsy. regal purple. And then Poe is red. I was just okay. tagged today. There was, I think it was like Patia's Fantasy World posted a old, I mean, this meme, I guess it was, it was before things were called memes yeah. of the Teletubbies when they were the after hours Teletubbies. So Dipsy is tipsy. Lala is Tata. I remember that. Tinky Winky is Drinky Winky and Poe is Ho. And the amount of people that sent me this image today, I was just like, what? I'm glad this is making you think of, of me and sending this to me directly. But this used to be my live journal bio, this image. Like, this is That's, such an old internet I rem- image. I remember it. I remember this it one. Well. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could do like maybe our first maybe like a what's your sign giveaway. We could raffle off a slot to be um, who did you not want to be? Oh, my gosh. I I want to be Dipsy. So whoever wants to be the purple Tinky one. Winky. Tinky, Tinky Winky. Tinky Winky is a great Oh, my God. Too. Yes. If you want to be Tinky Winky, that is actually a great raffle. If you want to be the Tinky Winky fourth to our Teletubbies. Uh, I will figure out the contest um, it'll yeah. be sometime okay. soon Love and it'll this. be very hard to plan during this retrograde time well, so even if just it's know just, we're really working on it I don't know I think I mean yeah we'll figure it out but I even think just like a picture where we'll put you in it with us yeah too true. is like a fun, where you get to be the Teletubby with us mm-hmm. okay. yeah so cool yeah, what's up so they just the, the Teletubbies liked little Nas X today and everyone got mad about oh, it oh yeah I guess um, the Teletubbies mentioned that they wanted to be on one of no- Lil Nas X's tracks, and <laughs> Lil Nas X. Do they sing? <laughs> assign them each verses or whatever, and then oh, great! Like the Christians were like, "This is just proof that I'm sorry to say the Christians." Like, I didn't mean. I, like, you know, I, I, I knew. You we know what I like... meant. You know what I meant. I'm not talking about all Christians. Those ones yeah, just, with the sticks the, up the, their ass. The yeah. people <laughs> that really don't like gay people. Those yeah. people yeah. were like those ones. Teletubbies are gay demons or something like 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 God, exactly it's just, like that. It's just so the internet at its finest, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's just also two masters of the net. I mean, Lil Nas X is like truly at first it made me be like, oh, I don't know. There was some the the like sincere artist part of me was like, oh, well, you kind of did this as a as a move or whatever. But he's just like so brilliant with those kinds of things that it's like, oh, it's just this is a different. 
I can appreciate genius where it's at. It does. It's not genius in the thing that everyone was saying at first about Old Town Road, but it's like this is this is I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. can I interrupt for one more thing? Yes. Yeah. Did you guys of see the Billboard 500? The no. 500 best song. I'm sorry, Rolling Stone. The 500 best songs of all time. No, no, just- I did see. Oh my god! Did they just release this? Because I saw something. It was this a week, Joni I Mitchell. Think. That's I was like a Joni Mitchell. I follow Joni Mitchell Joni on Instagram. Mitchell there was thing was. Nerd. Oh, they've like <laughs> updated it. Yes, and that makes yeah. Some it's probably of been a them, while. yeah. I I was questioning on some of them. Well, I was just questioning them. I I you know I have no basis in any sort of musical like background at all. But let's like see. they had well, the the Beatles song that is like in the top ten is Strawberry Fields Forever, which I feel like is not mm. even their best song. Like I I I don't know. Just some of the things in there, I was like, uh. I, I like the number one choice. I think, I don't know. Some of them I was like, what the hell? But I don't know if you haven't seen it. Just I'm okay. I'm looking. I love these lists. I miss like greatest shocking rock moment. I love lists. I love, I think, yeah. And obviously we would kill it on any of these shows. So feel free to cast us or I talking head shows like those VH ones, yeah. like the culture. It's just, we need those to be revived. If anything's going to be rebooted, reboot talking head shows. They're the best. And they're probably simple and low budget to me. And also solidarity to those who are striking. Okay. Uh, 490. Oh yeah. The See, strike. I no. forgot. Well, maybe see, I just want to, okay. I want to look I at need to know who's number one. so far, so far there's only one that I do not know. Um, I wish, I wish we could do them side by side also. Cause I want to know like what, maybe this is a side project. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what is like, what they were, what it's replaced. Cause I also mm, think that right. that is who's interesting been bummed too. out. Yeah, who's been bummed out? Also, okay, already I'm on a thousand percent on board with song number four seventy eight, Juvenile, featuring Lil Wayne and Manny Fresh. Back that ass up. Okay, yes. but, guys, but that should be higher. Four seventy eight is way too low. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's all messed up. It's all messed up. We're not gonna have time to go through five hundred songs right no. now. But I'm telling you, from the top ten, I can tell you that back that ass up should move. This is maybe this, this will be is the new my bonus problem content with content for Patreon. Yeah, we do go through the entire the whole five hundred songs. I'm, well, I'm, number fifty. This is a dream got, project. I, I number went fifty to, 50 to 100. Yeah, great you saw it. choice. Gasolina, Daddy Yankee. Great choice. I'm glad that we're including more rap pop into this yes. mix as it as it should be. Yeah, because that is the thing that I feel like is missing from art criticism, not fully, mm-hmm. but okay. there is this thing of definitely like, from Rolling Stones. So list yeah, over the this year. here's the controversy. Like, Do you think that Missy Elliott should be in the top 10 over Prince? Because that's like what I'm God. saying, where See, I'm like, but this, okay, OK, I'm glad that there's a, a female rapper in the top 10, but also like. I don't know if she's greater than Prince or if her greatest song is greater than Prince. Like, it's, I, it's hard for me to like. Yeah. This to me feels like a very comparable matchup. If we are talking about yeah. like, okay, it, who's a better musician? Prince. Absolutely. A hundred percent. hundred percent. He's played full. He's played all of the instruments on most of his album, like on tons of albums, Clear has been able to produce other people, all of these sorts of things. However, there are, and the Prince songs that are great Prince songs are like great Prince songs, but there is a, I would say that is a lot of catalog that a lot of it people are really like not that fan of because he is like a true artist. But I think if we're like taking a survey, more people are gonna are like fucking pumped to hear almost any know. Missy Elliott song. I don't know. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that aren't in the top ten. And I wouldn't say Miss Yelly's in my top 10 favorite artists, but that's not the question either. Yeah. So this is, I do like this, this bent that they're taking. Cause I also think it is like, what can you listen to? I know that there are artists that are considered really important and I can understand contextually why they're important. And I can listen to their music and go, Oh, this is what they're doing. We've talked about this before with like uh, Tom Waits and this sort of thing where it's like, yeah, I get that, but that is not better than fucking juvenile. I'm sorry. There is no, like, I agree. What do people want to listen to? What is like standing the test of time? 
sorry, it's back that ass up. I just want to throw out, and maybe this is the Saturn cap of it all. I want to throw some like, I wish I need to know the rules. I want to know yeah. the parameters and I want to like cap out the Beatles at like three songs. Yeah, am I, I agree. Am I humble? Like, I actually, pick the best three Beatles songs because we know I, that overall they've done great. They've done a good I job. I think that Bob Dylan should be like, be, especially because the fucking magazine's named Rolling Stone. I mean, it's like, I, or oh, maybe the Rolling there. Stones, but I don't know which, I don't know who, who they're referencing, but like, Mm. either way it's like i yeah like a couple songs from every artist i do think there should be rules and i also want to know what best means i yeah. feel like because i feel like some of the songs like yes. strawberry fields forever is not the best beatles song fight me on no. all day that is not the best beatles song no. much less in the top 10 songs of ever mm-hmm. all time fuck out of here there's no way and fight me on it i don't care because tell me what best means then this is straight up the only thing I would fight someone on. <laughs> Physically fight me. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of shit I would straight up fight. I've been waiting, you know, I've been, no, I've been deep in Sirius XM. So I've been listening to a lot of Beatles anthology, a lot of Bob Marley. Talk, where's Bob? Mar- where's Bob, Bob Marley? Marley's on there, but not in the top 10. He sh- I, I was sitting there listening to Bob Marley radio and I'm like, this man couldn't have made more hits. I just couldn't believe like one after another and I, and and I was happy to hear them all. And Beatles radio is also very solid. You realize the best songs aren't the best songs, you know? Of course. That's the thing. But <laughs> I mean, if they had put Here Comes the Sun, I think it's yeah. number seven that they cracked. But it's like no one would have cried about it. But Strawberry Fields Forever, come on. Can you imagine yeah. people reading this list and crying, being like, I really wanted I Rocky Raccoon to be <laughs> up at the top, but it just, it doesn't. Okay. And also just because I looked up little Nas's natal chart, I'm, we must've done this before. I love that he's April 9th, 1999, very uh, angel number, all the nine oh. sort of that real changing the rules sort of thing, Jupiter conjunct the sun, but something I've been realizing as an, as a millennial watching TikTok of, of children, lately this saturn taurus group are so nostalgic and romantic it is so funny they're all making like little short rom-coms not all i'm obviously generalizing on tiktok they love acting to the camera and fake crying like like scenes from the notebook basically and i'm just gonna call this out as a saturn taurus trend they're very nostalgic and romantic and make very corny corny tiktoks and i'm i'm loving every minute of it Love it. I'm here for the corn. Yeah. Yeah. Corn for right before this. Here for it. (laughs) Please let us know if you're a a corny Saturday Taurus zoomer that makes that content that's like my husband's leaving for the war. And like like these just like videos of it's like I get it's kind of their like acting reels because this is also how you can become like a professional actor nowadays, is I guess doing that on TikTok. It's it's all very romantic. It's very sincere. It's very earnest. Dare I say chuggy? So Yes, uh, absolutely. Come dare. all the way around. Dare, <laughs> dare to chug. <laughs> anyway, back to the retrograde. I was like, I let's talk about some stats. stats. Yeah. Yes, we, of course, are talking about the upcoming Mercury retrograde in Libra. Uh, Mercury stations retrograde here in Los Angeles on September 26th at 10, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at 25 degrees and 28 minutes of Libra. Uh, it will be retrograde until October 18th, uh, at which point here in Los Angeles, it will station direct at 8.16 a.m. Pacific uh, at 10 degrees and eight minutes of Libra. We are currently in the the retro shade period uh, now, but that post-retrograde retro shade will go from the 18th of October until about November 2nd or 3rd, depending where you are. That is when uh, we will get past that original uh, station degree of 25 uh, Libra. And then Mercury will go into Scorpio on the 5th of November. Um, the big the big transit during this retrograde, all of the, it's interesting because I think this fits with this air sign, uh, you know, kind of trend. Most of the, we have a, a a square to Pluto at the beginning of October on the first, um, but the rest of the transits are conjunctions and trines and sextiles. Uh, so it 
is kind of nice. We're going to see this Pluto square that we just saw on our, our recent full moon in, in Pisces. Um, but the big, the big thing, the big transit for this retrograde is the trine to Jupiter that we're going to get, uh, two additional times. We had that as well with this full moon in Pisces, uh, Jupiter and Mercury will try it on October 3rd at 22 degrees of Libra and Aquarius respectively. And then once Mercury goes direct and Jupiter goes direct on October 31st, we'll get a trine again at that 22 degrees of Libra and Aquarius respectively. So if you have anything at 21, 22, 23, um, cardinal fixed, I mean, I think anywhere, any, anywhere in your chart that we have that, that, uh, that degree happening, this is a juicy, a juicy time for that, which you're probably have already gotten a preview here during this retro shade. I just think it's so Libra of them to have these kind of balancing like pre-shadow, post-shadow trine, this thing like here and here. It's so balanced and a direct and a retrograde. Both of us are going to be direct and both of us are going to be retrograde. One and one, like mm-hmm. just all of all of the angles, which feels very Libra. I think it's very clean. Yeah. In a way. With air, we always have to watch out for those tech and communication things. So that's always. another, I mean, always with Mercury retrograde, but especially when it's in an air sign. So be careful with your computer, your phone, and also when you're sending those messages. Check oh, yeah. Box. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think too, with Jupiter in the mix, definitely sending messages and having things get kind of blown out of proportion, sent to a wider, a bigger audience than we thought, a bigger group than we thought, something that was meant to be for, you know, thinking of Zoom chats and that sort of thing, something that was meant to be for a direct message that ends up going to everyone, those sorts of things of being, being mindful about, um, what and we're saying. Too. Yeah. Like anything that you say to one person, like they, my we'll pa- get past 15 people it's yeah, not right. like pandemic times where you know we're not out and about someone might yeah. be like looking at that phone that they've left out on a table at a party or whatever yes oh that's a good mm-hmm. that's a good angle too of that like we just are around more people so people can over i've i've definitely felt that in terms of like wanting to have conversations with people and being like oh i hope i hope no one Here's that like I'm I'm not saying anything that I would necessarily not want them to hear, but I would hate for someone else to hear this out of con- out, not uh, in the context of this is me speaking about my emotions or whatever, like that kind of thing. Uh, I like, you guys watch like the other that. two. Yes. On HBO Max. It's really good. A very funny show um, with. Uh, oh, my God. Who are they like? Molly Shannon is well, Molly one Shannon's of the stars. The mom. Ken Marino from uh, Reno 911 and the Marino, state. But, but Drew Tarver. And Drew Tarver. I and I, I know I forget the her blonde name. girl. Uh, sorry. She's very sorry, Caitlin people. Olsen. Like, yes, that is. So it was a show. It's, it's very HBO is doing this thing where they keep saving shows that were kind of like, I feel like half-assly made. And this was like on, no shit, whatever. I'm sorry. Sorry, if you're an exec at Comedy Central, thanks for listening. Get at us. Um, But, you know, like- We have to knocking on your door. Please listen. (laughs) Same with like Search Party. You know, like it was on TBS and then HBO Max was like, let us take a whack at it. And this is the same with the other two. So it definitely, it's just two siblings who have a, a brother who basically becomes like a Justin Bieber and they're Chase struggling dreams. artists, Chase dreams. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so cute. He goes through rapid puberty. Um, but I'm just thinking of that. There's a scene and it's no spoilers where she sleeps with a basketball player and she signs an NDA. And then she gets like a call from the lawyer, like, Hey, your NDA just broke. Like we're, we, you owe us money. And she's like, I didn't tell anyone. And it cuts to a flashback of her in an Uber yelling like, yeah, I fucked that guy. Not realizing <laughs> that like Uber drivers are human being yeah. people who can hear things. And then she just keeps telling that she yeah. keeps just dis- disclosing in Ubers and it's like, Oh, I have to remember Ubers are people. She's a horrible character. Everyone just yeah. so we all yeah, know. Yeah. she's a great, just, uh, reflection of like a bad person. So it's a good yes. show. I re- I highly recommend it if you need a little a little funny show. But I think that is for me a helpful reminder in that Libra thing that we've been talking about about like oh is it me where it's like if something I've been having this realization a lot where I'm like if something makes me so angry that I have to talk to multiple people about it in public because I have so much to get off my chest that's important enough to have a conversation 
with the person you're talking about because that's a problem. Like that's a problem. And you don't, if you want to be the person that's not talking about it or do you want to be the person that's talking about it around town or do you want to be the person that has the conversation so we don't have to talk about it anymore so we can get back to talking about other things that we want to talk about? I think another thing is that I take a second, like I always feel, I was talking to someone I haven't talked to in a long time. I haven't seen since the pandemic and I I messaged them because I don't know. I They said something on Twitter and I was like, I wonder if they really are okay. So I checked on them and then they were like, of course, if I was joking, you moron, because that's how we <laughs> talk to each other. Um, but like during it all, my weed delivery came and it was like a whole thing where I'm like, oh, I keep getting those notifications that say silence call, but yeah. it's, I'm not able to call the person. And I'm like, I got to get my mask and like my ID and whatever. So I'm like, I was very like eager to be in the conversation with my friend that I haven't heard from. Um, but also like they'll wait, like I'm going outside Mm -hmm. to pick up a delivery and coming right back. You don't have to get wrapped in. And sometimes if something, especially if it strikes you in a negative way, I mean, for me, it was like a positive conversation. I was excited to be a part of, but oftentimes it's like, I can't believe they just fucking texted me. This is motherfucker. I can't wait to say blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, take a second. They're going to send three more texts and say like, oh shit, that was for someone else or whatever. Yeah. So like, I think taking a breath in a second is always good in Mercury retrograde in general, but just like deep breath, man, it's an air sign, deep breath, give it a 10 seconds. Let's see. Maybe that, maybe it's not again, patient correctness. Like maybe they're going to come through with a, oh fuck my bad. That wasn't supposed to whatever, you know? And that saying Mm -hmm. like. I, when you said patient correction at the beginning, I was flashback to when I used to ride horses and thinking about one of the things would be like you, if there was a correction, sometimes teachers would yell at you from the ring, Some, but some teachers would just wait until you came by them and they would say, hey, like watch your watch your form there or whatever, like sit up a little bit, put your heels down, squeeze in or whatever. And it was always like, oh, that's fine like just wait till they come by that kind of thing like right uh that idea of like or asking do you mean that like did you mean to send this because this is a whatever that's like something else I've been thinking about a lot is like oh it's it's okay to ask a question about something and not just assume that this is what they meant or something like that or like yeah did you mean did you mean for this to be hurtful or am I reading this this way those kinds of things where you can uh I think that's a very Libra way of uh expressing your feelings but also not assigning blame necessarily if that makes sense or like telling someone that this is how how it was interpreted but not necessarily what you meant here's how I heard it is that true that kind Mm -hmm. that feels a very Libra like double checking did I hear that right what it's asking what did you mean by that yeah it can be because that can like inadvertently check people sometimes because sometimes people don't know what they mean when they're putting out their words and something I've been thinking about a lot lately with all this air is just you can't unsay stuff you you can apologize all you want but you can't you can't unsay things something even you know the forgive forget whatever but it's still it's like energy right like it's, it's been put out there so I think just keeping in mind what we can keep for ourselves, what we can give out, what we don't, that we do are getting this nice. I can't remember the dates, but once Venus is in Sag, we're getting like that nice, um, uh, on like October style. Yeah. On October 7th, it ingresses into Sag. Um, and the sex style is on the 13th. No, I'm sorry. Not the 13th. It is on where am I? Sorry. I should have written this okay, one. You're good. Down, I didn't have oh, on the 16th, on the 16th at 10, 10 uh 10 degrees yeah we're just getting a lot i feel like we are getting a lot of harmonious aspects during this retrograde time so i think this is a great artistic time a great going in time a great i feel like getting back to the basics of love and dating and i don't know it just i think it it's libra's you know it's it's a it's a venus air sign so we can get all lovey-dovey too i'm sorry those three days are gonna be I feel like this is like the shift. I know stationing mm. direct, but it's like, so we have that sextile, uh, Venus sextile to Mercury, 
Venus and Stag sex out of Mercury. Then the next day we get uh, Jupiter stationing retrograde. I mean, just stationing direct. And then on the 18th, we get Mercury stationing direct. And right, we right get, at the end. We get a trine. We get a Mars trine Jupiter. We're going to have some square to Pluto, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. It feels like the, um, I don't know. It's like sun square to Pluto. It feels very transformational and very power, like very supportive and kind of authoritarian, authoritative, not authoritarian, authoritative in a like you standing up to the bully kind of way or saying like, I'm mm. not, no, we've made up our mind. This is the decision that we're making or this sort of thing. It feels empowered as opposed to it being like destructive. It's, it feels like a chance to uh, like, we get Jupiter going forward. Like we're, or like mm. at the end of it. We had time to think about it. And this is how we're proceeding. This and we the, feel good about it. Yeah. This is the moment in the Avengers movie when it's like the last hero is about to get crushed by uh, Thanos or whatever. And then the other ones come and show up that moment. I, I love it. that. <laughs> um, so yeah, should we, I can yeah, I was like, quickly what are your go through these. Well, they're just, they're things to think about as Libra, this Mercury Libra is transiting through your various houses. Um, I obviously if you're using, you know, not equal or whole sign or, you know, if, if this might vary, if you're using Placidus or other house systems, but we'll go with the general ones. But I just, I asked, I think it's two questions, which felt very Libra of just like some reflections for you by your rising sign. So here we go. Libra risings in the first house. I ask you, I feel like I should have like, um, like YouTube, like, you know, calming music under this maybe i'll put this if i remember where have you been unfair to yourself uh and where have you been easy on yourself right i did that libra asking that both where i think that's like the the thing i think about with trines right is like it can be easy but in a way where you might ignore the things that you're really good at so yeah where have you been unfair and where have you been a bit easy on yourself virgo rising second house what skills have you ignored and what, where are other avenues to support yourself? Where have you, where have you, what, what rocks have you, you turned over Virgo risings? I know you're crafty. Uh, Leo risings, this will be going in your third house. When you were young, what was important to you and what's important to you now? And where are the overlaps? Mm. Cancer risings, what's up? My, my, my brother-ins, uh, this will be going through our fourth house. What tweaks will make your sacred spaces feel more at peace? And where can we give and where do we need to take? Gemini Risings, the fifth house. Who can we be ourselves with? And where can we enjoy ourselves honestly? Taurus Risings, going through that sixth house of yours. Very, I mean, this might be obvious. Where can we ask for help? And where can we say we're wrong and where can we take the credit? Aries, Risings, going through your seventh house. What do you need from others to be more yourself? And where can you be more thoughtful for those you care about? Those Pisces, Risings, this will be through your eighth house. Where, where do you start and where do others begin? What realms of life could use more commitment without codependency? Aqua Risings, this will be through your ninth house. Where can we be vulnerable and admit we don't know it all? But who can, who do we admire that we can learn from? Yeah, that's a little, yeah, that ninth house, man. Uh, Cap Risings, this will be your 10th. What do we share with others and what do we keep for just ourselves? And where can we invest strategic energy versus social energy? Sag Risings, this will be your 11th house. Who supports us? simple little question and who grows with us not against us and lastly scorpio risings will be experiences in that lovely ass 12th house where have you not given enough time and energy in terms of your spirituality hobbies 12th house and who are the people you feel comfortable enough to be unsure in front of and those are just some things to think about during this mercury retrograde time i love those questions Those those are really good I really sat down and thought of, I'm again, I'm in, I'm in very fourth house time. I'm like deep on my IC. I've just been, I've, I'm like that meme of New York from, I love New York, just sitting on the bed with like sunglasses and jeans on just like, <laughs> I'm just been like sitting <laughs> and con- thinking and contemplating, but 
I love, I love Libras for this. There's just this like sincereness and a reminder of like, it's the first sign that met people and realized that people can really do magical things together. I know we see a lot of the ugly all day, every day, and we should, because the ugly should be exposed and we should do our best to make the world more beautiful. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this time. I know like, that's like a fool. It could be a, you know, mark my words later when I'm like my laptop exploded, but you know, but be careful, be slow, be, you know, I, I think that's an admirable, if not perhaps idealistic, perhaps naive or overly optimistic, but I do think that's a better way to, to try to go into something like a mercury retrograde with the intention of, of, um, doing your best to see people as miraculous and collab potential collaborators and people mm-hmm. who are um, doing their best or like that kind of like imagine how you will what what could potentially happen if you met someone uh, like going through crisis and handled it as if it were a miracle like what what could you learn about what could you find out about yourself and someone else if you approach the situation that I think we're like scared, those situations can be really scary. And so it's easy for us to act defensive or mean or, or tough or whatever, because we're scared, we're vulnerable. But if we can be courageous enough to try to be tender in those moments, take the, take the quote unquote, like weak route, we're going to learn something that we don't already know about ourselves because we're used to doing it one way. If you just do it a different way, you're true, truly you it is guaranteed you will find out something you don't know yet. Like, even if it's, even if it's to confirm that mm-hmm. you like handling things or what, like whatever you are, regardless if it goes well, you are for sure guaranteed to learn something. So, I mean, that worst case scenario, you learn a, a really important hard lesson that, that will probably serve you very well. Yeah. I love it. This makes me want to watch like really good, like buddy comedies or like when it's like a or like or pen 15 yeah. like a, when it's like oh this you need these two or you need these three or need like uh, that group that group effort now that we don't have a solo act but it's it's libra time after all well it's because it's people doing having to do things that they wouldn't normally do in those scenarios you have to surrender in some case to say like you don't have any of the qualities of someone i'd want to work with but i am going i am surrendering to the situation and i'm going to let myself i'm normally the one who's in charge i'm going to be the submissive person in this thing like i'm going to I don't know. It's that like vulnerability in it that I think is that that's when they become this team that could never have existed because they would never would have on their own put themselves in those situations. So get excited for our, yeah, for our buddy. I don't want to say buddy cop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Libra too is because it's ruled by Venus, but it is air. I think is in touch with a lot of other like emotions and art and intellect and like, it's in touch with a lot of things. It's not necessarily so like one way, I guess it's cardinal air. And like, I don't know, there's just, I feel like there's a lot of complexity to Libra. So like, it's okay to like, you know, if something breaks, you send the text that you didn't mean to the, all the mercury retrograde stuff's happening to you. Your flight gets canceled, blah, blah, blah. Like it's okay to cry. It's okay to like, be there in the moment. I think Libra people are generally really sensitive to others emotions. And so like, don't forget your own too, when you're going through whatever you're going through this time, we'll all go through stuff. We'll be here too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a good reminder to like, it's while it's, you know, tread lightly, double check, leave room for error. This is a great time to rest and take you know, it can be a nice time to take trips, to, to chill out, to decompress and just make space for things that can change and be unexpected. Cause that's what retro is all about. But yeah, it doesn't mean our, as we said it before, I'll say it again, our lives still happen during Mercury retrograde. So just work with, try to work with, with her rather than against her. Yes. If you can, or do whatever the fuck you, or do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. 
and I think it goes without saying this is something that people are always inevitably asking all of that stuff like where it is I think th- I don't want to say this mercury retrograde more than ever because we haven't gone into it but I think it is a reminder that like life persists astrology isn't so you don't have to live life astrology is to let you know what it's going to feel like let let you know that this is what's supposed to be happening right now it's not to avoid mercury retrogrades it's to say hey guess what right now it's supposed to feel like uh you can't understand anything or whatever like that that's don't freak out don't don't uh think that life isn't working the way it's supposed to it is so that's why we are aware of these things so we know that we can welcome more readily these things that we have that it absolutely makes sense for us to go like oh no 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 i don't want to deal with that you mean a fight with my boss why would i want to have a fight with my boss of course, I want to skip that. But the reality is you need to have that fight sometimes because of what is on the other side. So if you have to sign something, if you are moving, if you're meeting someone, if you're doing those things, absolutely do them. Just be aware that what is happening right now is a time when our judgment, there are things that are impacting us. We just have to be willing to um, concede that we are impaired if that makes sense in some way, like where it's like, if you're, if you're drunk, if you're high, if you're sick, if you're those things, those are things that we say like, oh, you might not be able to operate machinery safely or whatever. That's, I think it's just saying you might need a second pair of eyes. You might need to ask for an extension because you're tired, whatever it is I'm rambling, but we've these all, things of like, yeah, we've all learned through the last year about calculated risks. So no, mm-hmm. we know we remember yeah. a time when going to the grocery store was terrifying. So like, remember that not don't focus on it. Don't be like scared to go out, but just remember that and rem- and think about what risk you're calculating as you're going through life. Like I run the risk that my dog's going to shit in the house every time I leave, but I'm not going to stay and wait for him to shit. You have to mm-hmm. figure out. And I think it's that Venus stuff again, like what's important values, all that kind of stuff is going to come up. I love that example mm-hmm. because I think the question of any Mercury retrograde decision is like, um, is this worth me? Am I willing to leave now and just clean up dog shit? Like, is right. that worth it to me? That's the consequence of this, of me miscalculating right now. And that's a pretty harmless, like, it's a bummer. It stinks, but it's like not the worst thing that you could do. If you are like investing your life savings and losing your life savings is the risk, that might be one that you could like take some extra time around. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, worst case scenario, you go on a date with someone you don't like, like, that's a pretty fair risk. Go for it. Mercury retrograde be damned those kinds of just be aware that that's like the what's the cost of of uh doing business but you're gonna do great you're gonna do great and even if you don't you're gonna be okay so everyone else (laughs) is gonna be fucking up too so just point your finger you know yeah i mean don't do that but if you're me you'll be like oh well that guy also fucking messed up (laughs) will you yeah can you like yourself uh, through all of these things. I think that's, that's the question. So whatever this is, do, do the thing that helps you like yourself, be nice to yourself, uh, not think that you're dumb, all of those yeah. things. So yeah, we love you. Good luck. Thank you. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Boy. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. What's your Bye. Sign? What's your sign, baby? What's your